And good afternoon to you. We just stepped from the morning into the afternoon. So happy afternoon. Glory to God. And uh, welcome to, which part is this, Priscilla? No, of uh, part nine. Part nine of our noon prayer. Yeah, we had five days this week and four last week. So glory to God. And we've almost made it through two weeks of fasting. Glory to God. That's awesome. It's it's. You know, if you get busy, all of a sudden it goes by a little bit quicker, too, if you stay uh, stay active. So we just welcome you to join our noon uh, prayer. And uh, we're 40 days of prayer and fasting. You can jump right in with us. If you have any questions, just send us a message and we'll help you uh, answer those questions. Uh, we are looking to get closer to the Lord. And uh, we're looking to step into the place where the Lord uh, is glorified in our lives and he's able to do what he wants to, not only in our lives and in our family, but in our church and in our co-workers and friends' lives as well. And so we just praise God for that and we're excited about that. And that's part of the reason of prayer and fasting. We've said this almost every day. Jesus didn't say, if you pray and fast. He said, when you pray and fast. And, you know, it's basically a commandment when he says that, that we need to be about that. Prayer and fasting is interesting. Today we're talking about hunger again for the third day. And I talked about it yesterday that on the second day you may say, well, why do we need to hear hunger again? And then I explained why. And so I want to ask you a question, uh, especially like Priscilla and Patty, who've been here every day, right? And Miss Nancy's been here most days. Miss Dina's been here most days, right? So I have a question for you, uh, especially if you've been here every day. Are you seeing something and sensing a change bigger than what you thought you might get by being here each day? You are. All right. Now, here's the question. Before you started, did you realize that you needed the change? No. But see, when we're obedient, remember that verse in um, Proverbs 16:3. commit your works that your thoughts might be established. What we're seeing is that your thoughts are now being established as you took action to diligently seek after the Lord. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him, right? Hebrews eleven six. So we see that as we go after him, whether we feel like we so, should or not, we find that when we get there, I needed this more than I thought I did. That's exactly what we're talking about. We need to understand that uh, as we go after the Lord, how many more things in our life? This is a good question. How many more things in our life do we need more of God than what we think? Probably a lot. So in areas, what that shows us is we've got some deception that's going on in our brain. We don't think we need to go into the word, prayer, worship, fasting, meet every day for noontime prayer as much as we think we have thought that we did. And as we recognize those deceptions, that should empower us to go, to be purposeful and go after the Lord more than what we think we should. Trust me, going after the Lord more than what your flesh is comfortable with is a healthy thing. Amen. <laughs> going after the Lord more than what your flesh is comfortable with is a healthy and a very good and blessed thing. So today we're looking at hunger for the third time, right? 
Why? Because we need to be hungry for the Lord. So as we jump in, Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We worship you. We celebrate you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We receive, Lord. Lord, help us to see our need to be more hungry. Help us to see our need to be more hungry today. Uh, because out of hunger and thirst comes blessing and filling and satisfaction, the overflow in our lives. And we need that overflow, Father, not just for ourselves, but also for the people around us and for our church as well. In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the things that we did was we talked about the importance of hunger. Let's go again to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Now, do we have an absolute promise of God here in this verse? Yes. If they will hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be satisfied. Not only that, but it says they'll be blessed. Blessed are they, right? Blessed are they that do something. So it's a conditional blessing here. It's a blessing that is conditional based off of our hungering and thirsting. But it's an absolute promise that if we will hunger and thirst, we will be blessed and we will be satisfied or filled. And now then in the filling, we've already described it in the last two days, that the filling is not just uh, just just barely average. It's not just a little bit more. It's to be gorged on. So we are gorged with the blessings of God in our life if we get hungry and thirsty. So then we ought to be able to take that absolute, that absolute promise from God and say this, are we blessed to the fullness that God, who's speaking this? God is. So it's not your thoughts of blessed or my thoughts of blessed. This is God's thoughts of blessed. Do you reckon, do you imagine that God's thoughts of blessing are bigger than yours? He describes them over in Ephesians 3.20. He says, beyond all you, you can ask or think. So is, in other words, do you feel like, based off of those descriptions, that you are walking in the full manifestation of God's blessing? No way. No way. Okay. Are we walking in a feeling that's so high that we can't get one more blessing in, can't get one more thing in. No. So if we look at that verse, we see an absolute promise of God. But what we don't see in our lives up to this point is the full manifestation of blessing or the full manifestation of filling. But yet it's an absolute conditional promise of God that's based on the condition, did we meet it? So the question is, have we met the hunger and the thirst 
that God's talking about that Jesus says right here? No, no, we have not up to this point. But can we? Absolutely. We can or else he wouldn't have said it. He'd be unjust if we couldn't, right? So in other words, there's a level of hunger and thirst that we still need to grab a hold of. We don't just need to, to be satisfied with hearing one message on hunger. See, if, if, here's the thing. If we're hungry, we come in here and go, talk some more about hunger. I need more hungry. Hunger, right? But the fact that we walk in and go, oh man, we're talking about hunger again. What does that show? We're not hungry, right? As a matter of fact, if I wanted to, I would be completely you know, biblical to keep preaching on hunger until you walked in the door going, I'm so hungry. We're talking about hunger today, right? If I did that, that would be very beneficial. But that's something you really need to do on your own. But that's why we're visiting it for the third day in a row is, you know, most people, they're going to go hunger three. I guarantee you viewership will drop off because it says hunger three. Not realizing that that proves that they need to listen to that message. <laughs> you see? So, if you're watching right now and you're bored, stick around. Commit your works that your thoughts might be established. Amen? Get hungry. Right? Get hungry. And he told us, we talked about yesterday, well, we talked about the first day. Hunger is craving something. Craving something. Most of us in America, we, we really don't know what it is to crave something, honestly. We really are, are the poorest, most of the poor class in America, they're, they're wealthy in the rest of the world. We don't really understand craving. We think we do. Like what we've done is we've started to relate things based off of where we're at as a country. And so we call them poor, but actually that's above the high class in most other countries. So we're saying they got it rough, it's terrible, it's, it's, it's pitiful for them. And other places around the world are like, y'all got it great. Y'all have it great. And so what does that make? That means these people would be hungry just to get to our poor class. But we're saying, oh, that's nothing. And we're not even, we're not even hungry. Most of our, most of our poor, how many people have you read about that are healthy other than this that, that are starving in America? We're not starving. Most of our poor, honestly, are overweight. That kind of tells you that we're not as poor as what we think, right? I mean, it really does. It shows we're not as poor as what we think. Now, I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just trying to show that a lot of our uh, definition of hunger and craving and thirsting for the things of God, it's based off of what we've come to know instead of based off of what it really should be. You know, this is why fasting is so good for us because it awakens us to what's really going on. How blessed are we to be to have a meal in front of us each day? Doesn't, doesn't fasting for a few days make you more thankful for that meal? <laughs> sure does. And what does that do? It awakens that without God's blessing in our life, we would be craving food. Fasting helps us see that. So it awakens a hunger within inside of us and breaks the bonds of deception that we need to have broken. Can you see that? Yeah, and that, that's one of the things that's so good about it is it awakens those things. So in, you know, as we go along, when the word says to hunger, 
our view of hunger in America is probably not the same that God's talking about. And the definition of that word is crave. And we showed you another definition in Psalms about thirsty was to seek after greedily. To seek after greedily. Like that doesn't sound Christian. But yet God told you to seek after him, his righteousness. When we talk about his righteousness, we're talking about his righteousness himself. He is righteous. His ways are righteous. In other words, it's seek after his righteousness, seek after God and his ways. Hunger and thirst, crave and seek greedily after him. And the, the example is like a predator seeks after a prey, licking its chops like I've got to have this, right? Can you imagine that you're going to be able to stop a hungry, starving lion when he sees a prey? It's going to be a hard, without intervention by God, that's going to be hard to stop him. Why? Because that lion knows death or life is on the line. This is the way that God tells us that we should approach him, his ways, and his righteousness. Like death or life is on the line. And what we do, we walk in and go, oh man, hunger three. I've already heard about this. And can you see how mixed up we are from the reality of what God says? And no wonder... We're not walking in the fullness of the blessing of God or the filling and overflowing satisfaction that he has for us. Because in America, in this society, we've dropped hunger. You know, honestly, and we should be so hungry for the things of God that I say, hey, we're going to have a noontime prayer and this place fills up. Just I mention it one time. I don't publish it on Facebook, anything. We should be so hungry for God. And I'm not just talking about people from Boomerang. I'm talking about believers from all different ministry. What? Pastor Brian's having a noontime prayer? I'm going. I'm going. It should be filled. So it shows that we're not hungry. Sometimes it, it probably could help us if we would get hungry. Like... A little bit of lack. God doesn't want us to have lack. There's a better way, a more excellent way. And that is get hungry, you'll never have any lack. That's what he's saying here. But if we don't get hungry, what's going to happen? Our hunger for God goes down, down, down. Spiritually, what's going to happen? Our lack over time is going to start to increase, increase, increase. So would we rather uh, take the time to spiritually work out our spiritual muscles and get hungry before we move into that lack? Or do we want to go all the way hit bottom? Our whole spiritual uh, state is bad and all of a sudden now we're in lack too. And now we're scrambling to find a solution. Which is better? Seek the Lord with all your heart. Go after him. you know, And all these things will be added to you. It's better to do that ahead of time. To judge ourselves. To honestly look at ourselves. See, I know if there are some people that would hear the first part of this message and go, Oh, he's, he's preaching condemnation. No, I'm not preaching condemnation. You should have stuck around. I'm glad you didn't change the channel. Kudos to everybody who's still there. Glory to God. But see, here's the thing. It's not condemnation. It's spiritually waking up to the fact that what I have seen up to this point is out of line with what the Word's talking about. So I need to take off my worldly deceived glasses and see with eyes of faith what this Word says and let the light of God shine on my heart and judge my heart 
am I hungry? And if I get to the place where I'm hungry, craving after him, greedily seeking after him, then all of a sudden what happens is we move into the place where God can just overflow us. This world needs some believers walking in the overflow. And I believe you're it. You are going to walk in the overflow. You're listening to this message. You're joining us for prayer. You're going to walk in the overflow. Amen? Because I'm hungry. We're hungry. Amen? That's you. We're hungry. We're going to walk in that overflow. The world needs some people walking in that overflow. So let we read again. Blessed are those who hunger and crave and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So blessed are those who crave and seek greedily God and his things and his righteousness, for they will be gorged with his goodness, with his blessing. They will be filled to overflowing. Lord, help us to be hungry. Psalms 107, 8 and 9. Psalms 107, 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. You know, this is something we need to pay attention to. Our Lord is so good and his love is so pure. And we need to think more about his loving nature. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul. That thirsty right there is where it talked about greed, uh, greedily seek after God. He satisfies the thirsty soul and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. See, when we will get proactive on our hunger, our seeking, our thirst and our hunger, we will find satisfaction. It is an absolute we'll find satisfaction. When we seek after and hunger after him and we crave, we proactively do it. See, a lot of people are sitting there waiting on, Lord, make me hungry if you want me hungry. No, you are telling the Lord to do your work. It is your job and your responsibility and my job and my responsibility to get hungry, not God's. My job, my responsibility. God needs some people that will take some responsibility of being a big boy person. Pull up the big boy pants and be the Christian, the believer that he's called you to be. And then you'll start walking in these things. I think about this. My understanding is, uh, I was talking the other day about Todd White. Uh, you know, I met him a couple of years ago. Didn't have a lot of time, but I had him do a video for Stanley County, right? And just encourage Stanley County to go after these things. It was awesome. I just praise God that I got to meet him. He's doing great things all around the world. My understanding about Todd White is he prayed for something like over a thousand people before he really saw the healing of God. Do you know how many negative circumstances that is before he saw one positive? I don't, even if he saw four or five out of the thousand before they really started popping still. Do you realize how many negative? I think the number was around 1,500. Let me ask you this question. What does that tell us about his hunger? What's he experiencing right now? Major explosion of him being used as a man of God. Why is he experiencing that? Because he was hungry. Because he was hungry. 
People want to say, well, if God, God just dropped that favor on him. God didn't drop that favor on him. He went after God. He believed. He put faith down. He got hungry. He got thirsty. You don't pray for that many people with negative responses because you're not hungry. You got hungry and there was conditions. He met them. He moved into the fullness of grace and the full manifestation of righteousness because he had did right things. Just like in 2 Corinthians 9 says that you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. Grace comes through your righteousness. You can increase the harvest of grace. You can increase it. And a lot of it has to do with hunger. So yesterday we talked about raising our hunger and what we talked about is a lot of hunger has to do with focusing our attention on how good God is. Because when you start looking at how good God is, all of a sudden your hunger starts to rise for more of him. I want to be around him. And we looked at the verse, uh, the Proverbs 16, 3, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. In other words, even when you don't feel like it, if you'll just start doing the right things, you will be drawn into the Lord. We gave the example of when you're fasting and you're outside, you can't smell the, uh, the food cooking. But then all of a sudden you open the front door and the closer you come into the kitchen, the more hunger comes on you because of what you can smell. It's the same way with God. I can be completely outside, not hungry at all, but if I will get in my word, if I will start to praise him and worship him, if I will start to be around him on a regular basis, every day start hanging out, that's what you're experiencing by being here every day. All of a sudden my thoughts will change and start to be established the way that they should be. It'll be that. And hunger will start to come on us. Hunger will start to come on us. I talked yesterday and, and the day before that Bishop David Oyedepo said, don't eat away your destiny. In other words, get more hungry for God so that it'll lead you to things like prayer and fasting so that you don't eat away and keep just... See, every time we put something in, we, uh, we push away hunger. So the question is, if we're not hungry for God, what have we been eating? Right. And he's saying, look, if we keep putting things in our mouth uh, physically, we're just going to stay satisfied in our in our physical body from that. But where's our spiritual body? Our spiritual body, we can keep doing that. And all of a sudden we're distance. We're keeping a distance from God because our needs are met. A lot of the hunger that we, uh, the lack of hunger that we're experiencing here in America today comes from the hunger that the people that founded the country had after the Lord. Their hunger after the Lord caused the blessing of God to fall on this country. We're now walking in the blessing, the residual of that blessing, but we've forgotten how it got here. And we've not remained hungry. We've let the blessing now become our source instead of the blesser. Right? We, we, and let me show you how that works. And for instance, has anybody here, uh, ever, you ever had a time in your life where you could not spend money to go to the doctor? Right? I have. I'll give you an example. One time I, uh, had a tooth. Oh man, gracious. I'm thinking how much of this I can tell you. All right. So I had a tooth that went bad, right? 
And it was, it was, I don't know what it was doing, but it was messed up and it hurt, right? And on, in my, in my mouth, it was like, you know, swollen and everything like that. But here's the thing, I didn't have any money. So because I didn't have any money, man, I'm going after God praying. I'm praying, I'm praying. Why? Because I didn't have any money. I didn't have any other place to go, right? But then, you know, I ended up, I'm trying to treat it myself. I'm trying to disinfect and do all kinds of stuff. And, and, uh, I thought it was going to be probably, I don't know, 200 to $600 to get it fixed. That was my understanding. Eventually it got to the point, I'm like, I've got to go to the dentist. And, uh, you know, I just, I was like, I've got to go. I've got to go. Now I go to the dentist and it costs $75. Ooh, I was hot. I was mad, but I was like, man, I didn't want to go to the dentist. I went weeks in pain because I was in that place of lack that I didn't have money. I went weeks. $75 would have paid for all of that pain to go away if I'd have just gone to the dentist. I had the $75. I just thought it would cost more. But because of the money, because of a lack of money, I put up with pain. I was hungry to not throw money out the door. Right. I was hungry to do that. It, it forced me into that. Now, later on down the road, you know, we Nicole and I start going after the Lord. We start going after him. Well, blessings start to pile up. You know, that seventy five dollars is not as much as it used to be. You know, uh, that that two hundred, that six hundred is not as much. You know, today, if, if that needed to happen and actually there was a period of time where something was going on, I'm like, just go to the dentist. Just go. Why? Because I wasn't as, as hungry to, to keep that money as I was to go ahead and get something fixed, right? This is the way it is. A lot of times when the blessing has been in our lives because somebody was hungry before, we stop looking at the Lord. So like, for instance, the second time I needed a tooth fixed, did I pray as much as I did the first time? No, I didn't. Should I have? I should have probably prayed more. A lot of times because we have it in our hand, our source stops being God and it starts to be what we have in our hand. Well, I can handle it with the resources that I already have. And so we let our resources now become the source instead of turning back to God. Well, that's where our country has found itself is because we got the heat on because all of us and there's nobody really starving in America. Right. There's not. I mean, there are some. I'm just saying as a whole in percentage wise, it's not it's not a epidemic. Right. And so we're, we're doing pretty good as a country still based off of the hunger that our founding fathers had. That blessing. So now we come up to the place and if something's wrong, we just go to the doctor. We don't turn to the Lord. We're not hungry and thirsty for his things. And so what are we going to get? If we turn to a natural source with natural resources, with a worldly source and worldly resources, we're going to get a worldly result. But if we turn our hunger to a supernatural loving father and a supernatural God, we're going to see a loving supernatural result. This world needs the supernatural. It's longing for the supernatural, even though it doesn't know it a lot of times. It needs the supernatural. It needs it. So we have to, we have to look at hunger in perspective and say, we need to get hungry for God. 
For years and years and years, I've had people talk about, uh, Nicole and myself, talk about our hunger for the Lord. And I never considered our hunger more than average. I consider it normal. I can remember a period of time uh, when we were, um, Nicole and I had just gotten married. We moved uh, away from where we had been and where we, away from where we were comfortable and, and we're growing up in the Lord. And the truth is we don't have money for cable. We don't have money for uh, going out to eat. Uh, you know, it was a whole lot of Raymond noodles and, and, and beef. Um, what's it called? Helper. The, yeah. Hamburger helper. Yeah. It was a whole lot of that. And, and we would praise God if we shot a deer and had some, had some deer burger. I mean, that was, it was a whole lot because we didn't have any money. Well, guess what happens when you don't have a lot, a lot of money to pay for that extra stuff? You also have a lot of time. And so we were going after the Lord. We'd spend the nights together talking about, you know, how good it is to go after the Lord. You know, we were the other day, uh, not too long ago, we were talking to a couple and uh, they were talking about how, you know, um, they were talking about not watching something together like some preaching. And, and, we, and Nicole and I looked at each other and we're like, man, we would pay good money to sit down together and review a sermon. Our time is different then and it's utilized differently now. But if if she and I could sit down and watch a sermon together and then meditate on it and talk about it for hours before we went to bed, we would pay good money for that time now because we long for that. That was some of the best time we ever had and it didn't come by clicking the TV. It came because, honestly, it wasn't because we were so holy. It's because we didn't have money to do anything else. But as we did that, our hunger started to grow for him. Praise God that we didn't have that stuff. Our hunger grew for him. Well, what did that cause years later now when we did have the money for that stuff? We turned it off on our own accord. Not click. Hey, dear satellite company, we don't need you anymore. We need something else. Not because we didn't have the money and not because there wasn't stuff on there to watch that we were interested in. Because we were more hungry for him than we had learned part of that lesson. Put that worldly stuff down. All it's doing is distracting you from the eternal blessings of God. That's it. Put it down. Put it down. And, and not only that, but it's still in your joy. Look at all the people who are so upset over the last year in politics, one way or the other, either the left or the right. They're so upset. I was fasting all the media. I was basically putting that on hold. I was just like, oh, da, 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 da. I'm so happy. Everybody else is so mad. I'm so happy because I didn't have that garbage constantly feeding my brain. It's just stealing God's blessings from me. It obviously is stealing hunger and thirst. It's stealing is stealing the blessing and the filling of God. But in that period of time, see, as we started to go after God and hunger for him, well, you realize, I just want more and more of him. <laughs> He's good. He says, taste and see that he is good. 
Taste and see. And in 1 Peter it says, long for him like a newborn baby longs for milk. Long for the sincere milk of the word. In other words, we're supposed to crave him, to greedily seek after him, long for him and his things the same way that a baby cries for that bottle. How many adults do you see that? Look at this, even in church. We, hey, everybody, I'm standing up here at the, at the middle of the service Sunday morning. Glory to God. The altar's open. You need something of God. The altar's open. Come on up. Where's the feeling of people that are hungry for more of God? And we're in a live church. Where's the feeling? Where's people that are saying, I'm so hungry for God. See, we need to get hungry. In that period of time, during that period of time, I can remember as we got hungry for God, I would, if there was a church service open that I have enough money for gas to get to, a spirit-filled service that was open, I was there. We were there. I mean, if both of us could go, we'd go. If she couldn't go, but I could go, I'd go. If she could go and I, didn't, I couldn't, she'd go. But we were so hungry for God that, I mean, if somebody was having a spirit-filled service, we were there. We were planted in our church, but then we were going to all kinds of stuff all throughout the week. All throughout the week. Why? Because we were hungry for him. We needed him. Well, am, is what I'm describing normal for a believer? It is. I never saw it as abnormal. I saw it as every believer. I wasn't a pastor then. I mean, I had a call on my life that would eventually manifest. But the call was not there uh, because I was hungry necessarily. It, I was hungry because I was a believer. I believed that he was a good God and I needed more of him. I needed more of him. And so we needed to come up to this place that God calls normal, not what the world calls normal. But see, the church, the world would definitely look at that and say that you're fanatical, right? That's too much hunger. But then the church would say, the church would say, yeah, he's just so hungry for God. No wonder he's a pastor. No. No wonder he's a Christian. No wonder they're believers. That should be normal. For believers and Christians, that's normal stuff. And so I would go, I remember one time, I went to, um, I went to this conference. And, and I was there, I was there at this one night and I was so hungry for God. And there was this minister that was there, he gave me his tie. I still have the tie to this day. He just, he saw me, wanted to sew into me and, and he gave me this tie. And uh, then he invited me to go to a conference and I, and I went, the conference was over an hour away. I had, I think, $15 in the bank account. That's what we had. Well, gas was going to cost, at that time, it was going to cost me about $3 to get there. So $3 there, $3 back, maybe something around that seems like. And uh, anyway, I'm like, man, I'm spending, I'm already, uh, that's $6 off the 15. I'm at $9 already. The first day I gave a $7 offer and I got like $2 left. And uh, somehow I believe God for the gas. I think I had gas enough to get there and, and back. And so I didn't have to put any extra. But I'm going to this conference like the second day, an hour and a half away. And, and I'm, I've got like a dollar 
I think it was like a dollar and seven cents in the bank account. And they, they, you know, and here's the point. Why am I going there? Because I'm hungry. I'm hungry for the Lord. You're not going to stop me. I trust that the Lord will bless me. He'll get me there. He'll get me home. I trust you more than I trust that bank account. But what I need more than anything is, Father, I need you. I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for you. That day's the day when I gave the biggest offering I ever had, and it was a penny. And I, I searched my pockets. I went, I want to give an offering. Here comes the offering bucket. I want to give something. Lord, I've given everything. I don't have anything left. I want, what can I give you? What can I give you? Why, why am I even wanting to give in that situation? Because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I know the heart of God is a giver. I'm hungry to be like him. I want to. Uh, see, that, that's why people are like that are making excuses not to give. In other words, what you're telling me is you've got no hunger to be like God. You've got no hunger to be like God. Oh, man. And so I'm like, Lord, and, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, say, check your pockets again. I'd already checked my pockets like three times. I reached back down in my pocket and, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, there's a penny. I was like, oh, Lord. Thank you. I've got something to give today. It comes by one penny. That represented everything I had because the dollar seven I had in the bank account. I'm not even sure I had that. <laughs> I was, I, that was all I had. The biggest, biggest offering I've ever given in my life. Everything I had. Now, that day, if I'm not mistaken, was the day... That the Lord touched me the strongest that he ever has in my life. That was the day I went up and got prayer. And he gave me a vision. And he baptized me with the Holy Spirit and fire. You know what I was doing? You know, you look at that conference like, oh, cool, that's conference. You know what I was doing every single night that there wasn't another meeting going on? I had a series of tapes by Brother Hogan, David Hogan, talking about the fire of God and God's normal and all the miracles and everything. Every night I was watching. I'd watched them ten times. I could quote them. I was watching. I was hungry. And I, he started talking about in the third video, he started talking about the fire of God. He's like, you need this baptism of fire. And he's talking about the fire of God and everything. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I don't even know what this fire is. But it, I see it in your word. I see it. I want that fire. I need that fire. Baptize me with fire the night before. And, you know, that week before. And I believe the night before. I'm on my knees in my bedroom. I've done seen this before so many times. I'm going, Lord, I need your fire. I need I need your fire. Lord, I need your fire. Next day, I, most people would make excuses why not to go. I'm too hungry to stay at home. I'm going. Next day, he touches me. <laughs> Baptism fire. I didn't even know what I had fully. I mean, I, I might have called it that, but I didn't know what it was, really. I didn't know what it was for. I didn't know what to do with it. It was just awesome, powerful, and weird. It was a strange thing. But it came because of our hunger. Because of our hunger. You can ask Nicole, I, my, my body, my stomach would literally just sit there and shake and ripple. And it did that for three days straight. I couldn't control it. Just the power of God was just coursing through me. And what happened? 
You know, time went on. That was awesome. I was obviously touched by the Lord. The Lord was moving. But here's people at that moment, they would say this. They're like, Brian, he's just growing so much right now. He's growing so much. He's got a call on his life. He must be special. No, he wasn't special. He just got hungry. Nicole can tell you, I remember the person. We're still friends with the person who made that comment. He's growing so much right now. No, he's normal. He's a normal believer. It's not the pastoral in his life that made him hungry. It's the Christian. It's the believer in him that made him hungry. And that hunger will satisfy. It will satisfy. And so, and, and so we just continued to go. And, and then guess what? You move into the places like that with God. The Lord starts to bless you. And over time and over years, the blessing came. And guess what? We started finding our source in other things because we had stuff available. And all of a sudden, we, we could actually, you know, for a long time, we never had snack food in the house. Not because we wouldn't have gotten it if we could have. We couldn't get it. We had no money to get snack food. It was real easy to stay skinny. Because we had no money <laughs> for snack food, right? But then all of a sudden, you start, you know, you get blessed. And the money becomes your source. Or the cabinet, the pantry becomes your source more than God. And so you stop asking the Lord, should I even have this? And you just go and get it. Or you just go and pay for it. And all of a sudden, what are you doing? What's happening to your hunger? Boom, 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 boom. And guess what happened? First of all, I didn't fully know what I had in my hands. It was hard to find somebody, a mentor that walked in that stuff, which is why I spent the time from that period of time looking for people that walked in it. That's why I praise God for my mentors now. Pastor, Pastor Gene, uh, Pastor J.B. Whitfield, Pastor Chris DiCaccio, Pastor Bill McRae. Uh, you know, the first one I said was Pastor Gene Alexander in Rockingham. And then you got guys like Pastor Tracy Harris and Texarkana and Dr. Rodney Howard Brown who carries that fire like that and knows what to do with it. I've been looking for those guys for years. Finally found some that don't just talk about it, but walk in it. Why? Because I need to be a carrier of that fire. You need to be a carrier of that fire. And that means we need to be around people who are going after God's normal because they're hungry for it. But here's this. I don't really know what I got in my hands. Uh, the blessing's starting to come in. Now all of a sudden I misappropriate the blessing and turn it into the source instead of the blesser. Nicole and I do. And we get off track a little bit. What happens to our hunger? Do, 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 starts to go down. What happens to our fire? Starts to go down. Now, see, we're still operating above average. Most people see and fruits above average. But then you go down the road a little bit and you read verses like this and the revelation of it pops out to you and all of a sudden you're like, God, I am not experiencing that. I might be experiencing good things and I need to praise you for that, but I'm not on the level that I know you want me to be on. Something's missing. Something's not right, Lord. What is it? I don't even know what it is. I, don't even, I, should, I should have known what it was, but I didn't even know what it was. I got used to being higher than other people, being above average, but compared to Christ, I was subpar. I was below. And it all had to do with my hunger. So I start fasting, and what's he tell me? You're not hungry. 
What do you mean I'm not hungry? I'm hungrier than all the people around me that I can see. I'm so hungry for you. And he's like, you're rating it according to them. You're rating it according to them. You're not rating hunger according to my word. You're not rating hunger according to the leading of the Holy Ghost. You're not rating and judging hunger based off of Jesus. Oh, oh, Lord, I repent. Help me get hungry. You know, you're already doing good. You're fasting. But now you just finished this long extended fast. In a couple of months, I want you to do another one. Ooh, I don't want to do another one. I, mean, I really don't. It like hurts my body. It, it like in the sense of not, not it does damage, but it, I, it just, my body don't want to do that. <laughs> my body don't want to do that. It don't want to fast again. I'm going through some of the same thoughts in this fast. Like, I've done this before. I've gone this period, this distance before. I don't want to do this again. I'm more hungry than I am that. Okay, I'll go after you. And then in that, in that one, when we go after him the second time, second extended fast within a few months, that's when he tells me what I'm after. You're after fresh fire. And when that fresh fire, what does it do? It fills and overflows. It brings the blessing of God. We need to be hungry. Let me, let me read you these verses. Uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 52. I believe this is Mary talking. When I did the original research, I think I got that right. Mary is saying this. She's prophesying by the Holy Ghost here. Luke chapter 1, 52. She says this, he has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty handed. What's happening here? Is it because he doesn't believe in people being rich and abundance? No, the rest of the word makes that clear. What he's saying is there's something in the rich that causes them to not humble themselves and not be hungry. And if they will, they will take more faith in their own resources than they do in God. Then it's just like the one uh, that he said. He said, I will tear down my barns and I will build new ones to have more. And the Lord said, your life is demanded of you this evening, tonight. In other words, tonight you will die because what you've done is you put more faith in your logic and your resources than you have me. In other words, what he's saying is a lot of times the rich will fall into a trap or even people. Look, you might not be rich according to America's standards, but looking at the world, we're a rich people. And here's the thing. We rely on sources that aren't God constantly. And what he's saying is that the hungry and the humble will be filled. So even though you might not feel like you have abundance according to people around you, you have more abundance than you think. Drop your thinking that your resources and the worldly logic is supposed to be your source and turn to him and everyone. Seek after him in all your ways, his righteousness, right? Him, his ways, his goodness, and you'll be filled. He's, Mary's saying, look, the ones that haven't done that, they're brought home, they're brought down and they go away empty handed, even though they may have stuff in their hands physically, in their hands spiritually, they've got nothing and there's lack. He's saying you can have both. 
you can be filled not only in your hands physically, but also in your spirit. Look at this. This is Psalms uh, 42, verses 1 through 3. I just love the way this reads. It, it's poetic. I'm going to read this, uh, Psalms 42, 1 through 3. And I want you to think about this. Just close your eyes for a second and think about this. I want you to imagine you know, you're in the woods and all of a sudden uh, there's a creek running through the woods and all of a sudden there's a deer that, listen, if they don't, if an animal out in the wild doesn't find water, they're dead. It's life and death. Their hunger is life and death to them. See, that's what we need to see is that our hunger towards the Lord is life and death. And if, if it's not life and death to us, then our hunger is on the wrong level. If our hunger is not life, if our hunger for God is not life and death, our hunger is on the wrong level. Now imagine in the woods, here's that stream, here's that deer that's hungry and thirsty for that water because that water is life. If, he, if that deer doesn't get that water, it's dead. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O oh God. The same level of importance that deer has pants after got to get to that water because it's life and death. So my soul longs after you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Listen to this here. Listen to the hunger. This guy's not in pain. He's hungry. Listen to this. My tears have been my food day and night. While they are saying to me all day long, where's your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me. My tears are my food day and night. That's not saying that this guy is depressed, right? He's not, he's not, doesn't need anxiety medicine. What he's saying is, as that deer pants for the water, hunger for you, Father, is life and death. I'm in the same place. If I don't have you, the only thing, I will be in tears. This is what I will eat if I don't have you. Lastly, let's look at Isaiah chapter 55. Man, there's some good preaching for anybody that'll hear it. Isaiah 55, 1 through 3. I'm going to read this in the New Living uh, just because it's a little bit easier to understand. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Now, the first thing I want to ask you is if it's all free, then how'd it get there? What he's saying is it's all free to you. Okay, let's keep reading. Why, listen to this question. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength. Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find 
life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. He says, look, there's come to me. What is the first thing he said? He says, anyone thirsty, come and drink. Even if you have no money, come and take your choice of wine and milk. It's all free. In other words, he's saying the physical things that you need, they are not found by purchasing them. They're found by hungering after the Lord. The physical things, the wine, the drink, the food. Why do you waste your time going after the physical thing, but yet you spend no time hungering after me? That's the implied question there. If you will get hungry for me, you will have all the, all the resources that you need. And me, God says, I will pour out every blessing on you. Father, today, we pray. Lord, let us be a hungry people. Let Boomerang be filled with hungry people. Let Boomerang be filled with hungry people. Let Boomerang be filled with hungry people, Lord. Let them be filled with hungry people. That we can't stop their drive after the things of God. Thank you, Father. Let us be filled with hunger after you. Let us crave you and seek you greedily, Lord. Let us crave you and seek you greedily, Father. Seek after you, your ways, your righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Do you see? The Word is saying the same thing from the Old Testament into the New. The promise is the same. Come after me, God says. Get hungry for me. Thirst for my things, and everything you need will be handled. Lord, we receive that. Send glogo goni me abacho kodo frodi di rodor vanda vakaravasa vanda vasevete vesho modo boche bete parokarabasini ye ye yo matarbo ori me akarabasa ladodomosorom. Lord, we set our eyes on you. We see your goodness. We see your love. Lord, we praise you. Me 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 mo so yache sanjiko ti beleodo. Belo odo mochebe fando koba fuo barakarabandi mando kodibia teleochine he makochebasabotro thank you lord thank you father thank you father for hunger hunger lord as the word has come and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and now we just prayed that simple prayer lord show us our need for hunger even more. Reveal it to us. Open it up. And then, Lord, let us be filled in the name of Jesus with hunger. Father, strengthen us after we've seen what is your will and what isn't your will concerning hunger and thirst. And we continue to have uh, illumination of that, Lord. Strengthen us with all your might to be the hungry people that we need to be. Lord, we will stop Filling ourselves with things of the world, physical things, tangible things, and even the, the concepts of the world. But Father, we will be filled only with you and by your things. That's the only thing that will satisfy. That's the only thing. You and your way is the, your ways, your righteousness. That's the only thing that will satisfy us from this point forward. Father, we receive your hunger and Lord, let us never drop it. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God.
Father, I just ask that that drive and that desire to hunger after you would drop in people's lives in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for the revealing. Thank you for the deception of a lack of hunger being okay, being removed. Remove that deception from the eyes of people that are hearing this and in this church body. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Well, today, if you wanted to give, if you're watching, there should be a link there that you can give by that link. If you're here, you can give in the basket. Whether you give there or here, in the name of Jesus, we receive any giving on your behalf and by your name. Father, it represents lives and time that they spent, sometimes blood, sweat, and tears that cause that money to come in. And Lord, right now, we just receive it in your name and let it be multiplied in the seed of your kingdom, pressed down, shaken together, and running over back into their lives. In Jesus' name, Father, bless it. In the name of Jesus, money, finances, be blessed in Jesus' name, and may the lives be blessed in every area. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here again today. Thank you for getting hungry with me for three days in a row. And take it with you. Don't stop. Don't stop. Thank you. We'll be back next week praying for this 40 days of, of prayer and fasting. Join with us at noon uh, next Monday through Friday at noon till whenever the Lord says stop. Have a great weekend. Blessings be on you. Thank you for joining us and watching. Thank you all too. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.